for a treat today. We're going to talk about one of our favorite subjects, which is anime, but a very specific type of anime, which is the isekai genre. Yeah. I, I know you said it was roughly translated as transfer. I looked it up, though. It's actually portal anime. Um, portal, transfer. <laughs> I wake up in another world. I mean, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, I found out it's kind of a... It, there's a weird distinction on how they do it like I, I know originally we were talking about like it has to be a thing where it basically you get thrown into another world but they count a whole bunch of stuff like i know there was one that you didn't like too much that i watched it was called gate that came out on crunchyroll a while back Garbage. i loved gate man i loved it it was so it was just it was just weird it was a weird show i think it was i think it was just too modernized for me uh, when i watch those shows i want to enjoy like high fantasy or a little bit more unrealistic they were like <laughs> did, we're driving tanks into a gate to an alternate world where they have horses and archers did, didn't like the idea of the fact that everyone just basically got their ass <laughs> handed to them by uh, the japanese army yeah yeah essentially yeah you, you know what beats magic ben gun that's right Guns are magic. Yeah, you know what beats what beats a dragon? Rocket launcher. <laughs> that episode is so good. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, uh, it's kind of cool, but it's just not. It's not sticking to me. You know my tastes, and over time, you've you've critiqued my taste in terms of like you know what to suggest and not to suggest anymore. But yeah, I've grown to understand them at this point. It's like honestly, dude, the ones that I watch the most are the ones that we both enjoy, and so. I get to this point where I watch an anime that I really enjoy, but then I forget the name of it because I'll never go back and watch it again because right. you're not going to watch it. And so I can't doubly appreciate it. It's like shows like uh, Sword Art, I can go back and watch it again because I know you're going to watch it too. and We, we can both like enjoy it and relive it and have a good time with it. Yeah, I'm currently reliving it again as we've discussed in prior conversations with the children. Yeah, but you get that extra fun point because you get to show it to somebody who's never seen it before. True, true. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really cool. It's a, it's a really cool feeling and I'm sure you'll get that with uh, Shane eventually, but like last night I was messing with uh, Eli and I was saying I wasn't going to turn on the show. Uh -huh. And he was like, Dad, I want to watch Sword Art. <laughs> Did you get one of those little tingles inside like, I have succeeded as a father. Right. My job is done. <laughs> if I don't succeed at teaching him anything else, he appreciates anime. That's uh, so what it's like. My son's failing math, but he loves anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thankfully we're not there either. But oh, man. <laughs> but um, speaking of a show that we both are on right now, ReZero. All right. Let's go, bro. Like I know, okay, I know you finished it, so we're gonna preface this by saying I have not finished the show. I stayed up super late last night trying to binge watch it to the end, and I couldn't make it. I made it to episode twenty, but it's a roller coaster, man. That show is it's it's really good. Like I I enjoyed the way they started it, especially because you get at the very beginning you get this idea that uh, the main character Subaru is just gonna be the standard sort of anime hero. I mean, you know he can't do anything. He's not. He's, it's, it's one of those situations, but they keep like teasing you with this idea that he's going to learn stuff super fast. He's going to be able to pick up the sword, and he's just going to be a prodigy. Nah, and, man. And no, he just gets his whoopsie stomped by thugs in the alley right out the gate. Yeah. I mean, hey, now, uh, power to him. You know, the, the, he does stand up to him on one occasion, and it works. And he did lick him. Yeah, he, he got a few hits in, but then he died. Well, yeah, then he died. <laughs> didn't quite work out 
But, you know, and that's that's the gist of the show for you guys who are now confused about what we're talking about. In this show, our main protagonist gets uh, brought uh, into a world out of the blue, like literally out of the blue. This is the definition of portal anime because he comes out of a convenience store with his snacks. Yep. And then closes his eyes and opens them and he's in another world with his snacks. With his snacks. <laughs> That's a portal anime yeah, for you he, right there. Just like no preface to why or how. He just blinks and he is in another world. Yeah, so that's the initial thing is that he's in this other world and so now he's got to he's gotta get himself acclimated. acclimated to this new place. And then in the first episode, he dies. And then he wakes up again. Yep. That's the, that's the deal with this is he, go, he, he, he dies and he immediately wakes up. And the show continues to go like that. And before you get scared, he doesn't always wake up from the same place. Once he progresses to a certain point, it's like he's, he's, he's moved on to the next wave. It's like uh, bonfires in Dark Souls. Yeah, there you go. But he doesn't know where they are. Right, he doesn't know where they are. That's where it gets scary later on. It's like he, he, he knows that he can reset if he needs to, but then he gets kind of scared about where he's going to wake up. Yeah, he doesn't know how much he's going to have to repeat yeah. again. That is kind of scary. I mean, just beyond the, the fact that he has to face his own death on a regular basis is the fact that he doesn't really know what he's sacrificing to get himself back to that point. Right. It's like, what if... Like, it scared me. After he got, like, two waves in, and we got to the next one, and he woke up in front of the shopkeeper again, I was like, no, no! <laughs> the show's fucked up. Yeah. This show messes with you. And that's the thing. That's what I was getting at, is it starts out with that idea that Subaru is going to be that kind of hero and that it's going to be that kind of anime. And then it's not. It gets so serious. What, probably 10 episodes in? Yeah. Is when things really start to get weird. And at some point, Subaru really has like a mental break. Uh, And you hate him. I hated him for like five episodes. Yeah, it became almost intolerable. It was hard to watch. It was. But you could now granted if you're new to anime, you probably won't keep watching cuz it'll turn you off. If you're a veteran watcher Yeah, this is for veterans if, only. Yeah, if you're a veteran watcher like Ben and I that have seen several 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 anime, you will know to press onward <laughs> uh to get past that. The rewards are rich later right, on. Yeah, but it's rough. Very rough. It it was hard to keep watching. I agree. Yeah, and beyond that, I mean, the, it's it's graphic too. Like the the violence mm. is is pervasive. Uh, but I think the thing that got me is the imagery more than anything. I felt like I was watching Goblin Slayer again. It was like a slow burn Goblin Slayer. Yeah, it's rough. It, it definitely has some rough rough points to it. Um, and there's some, some even rougher stuff that you haven't even gotten to. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Like I said, episode 20, I know you finished it. I know you don't care about spoilers, but I do, Ombre. So Speaking of spoilers, stuff. heads up, there's going to be lots of spoilers. Yeah, and I, we're trying to keep it light here. Like I feel like we've, we've done some explanation of the story, but I'm not going to get into crazy plot twists. I think at this point we're just discussing series and why they're good. If I give away anything, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and I'm going to edit it out. Yeah, we're, we're trying to dance around... Yeah, as much so, as we can. Uh, we'll certainly talk about why the anime is good. Don't be scared to listen to this. If there's story points to get spoiled while we're talking, uh, you're going to not hear those. <laughs> there'll, there'll be a large thing where I'll, I'll get in there and record it and be like, this part is redacted for the protection of our listeners. Right. <laughs> we have a shield for you. This section has been redacted for the protection of our listeners. 
stuff. Yeah, and that's another thing that I like about it is whenever they actually went into that arc, a lot of weird Farfeet Nugan happened that didn't get explained. That's something that happens with this. You really, like, it's a third-party anime, but you really feel like you're in Subaru's seat. Like, you're, you're experiencing things from where he's standing, even when you hate him, because he hates himself. Yeah. He hates everything that he is, everything that he's doing. He's in a funk. You hate him, and he hates himself. And it, it works out where you realize, dang, we're all just living this this place through him. And so when stuff starts to happen that doesn't make any sense to him, it doesn't make any sense to you either. They don't they don't coddle you, which is that that's the deal. Is that if you just came off of watching DBZ right. or Fairy Tale, <laughs> the same for you. This is not what you need to jump right into, man. You need to graduate to this. This is like. This is college anime. Yeah, I mean, watch a few anime movies, a few challenging anime movies, and then maybe come into it. Like, or watch Neon Genesis. Jesus. If you can, if you can make it through Neon Genesis early, like I was like, I just watched DBZ and Neon Genesis. That looks really cool. A lot of giant robots. So yeah, watch that. If you make it through the whole thing and you're and you're still in one piece at the end of it, then maybe pick up ReZero. <laughs> And and see if you can make it to the end of that. This is well. This is what I'll say. This is I'll challenge the new listeners, new watchers of anime, people who are just getting into this stuff and are trying to learn more about anime. Uh, if you don't want to just go and watch a completely fucked up series, and you want to see if you can handle step anime, here are the movies for you: Akira, Ghost in the Shell, and anything by Satoshi Kon. Perfect Blue, uh, Paprika. Watch one of those. If you can handle it, then maybe you can handle ReZero. Let's move on to, to a different type of Isekai. Let's move on to the gaming type of Isekai, where you get stuck in the game against your will. All right, so, well, we have either Sword Art. That's That would be a good one to discuss. It's one of my favorite anime of all time. Watch the first 12 episodes, and if you don't like it, you're not going to like the rest of it. Absolutely. Super simple. It's like, watch the first 12 episodes. It's a nice short. That'll get you through the first arc. If you don't like what you're doing, what you're watching, that's the best part, really. Like, honestly, if I go back, that's the part that I cherish the most of those first 12 Agreed. episodes. I, will, I agree with you. Uh, the second season is not great. Uh, it has its high points. Yeah. But it's definitely not as good as the first. Gun Gale wasn't bad. Uh, it was just... It's different. It was different. Uh, and I haven't gotten into Alization enough to know... How I feel about it. So. It's deep. That one's that's the deep philosophical and and honestly, it's where Reki intended to end the story. Like I just got done reading the books, right? So I just got done with the last light novel, and at the end, he he pretty much spells it out. Said this is where I intended the books to end. I said I'm probably going to keep writing these, but I'm gonna. He, he was basically saying at that point, I'm going to focus more on my other writing. There are definitely going to be. There's definitely going to be more sword art stories that come out because we still got the progressive stuff that he's writing and all that. Yeah, as far as the main story arc, it ends at the end of Alicization. So for those of you who are following Sword Art, the final season of Sword Art Online is in April. I'll touch on one that I know. I don't. You might like it more than Sword Art. You're just not gonna admit it because you're super giddy about its return later this year in October. Yeah. And that's Log Horizon. You bet your ass. <laughs> October, man. Birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Log Horizon's coming back after like what, five years? It's been so long, so long. It's definitely gonna take a rewatch on my part to get ready for the return. I picked up the books, and you know me, I read the light novels. I like manga, but I like the light right. novels more. So I picked up the light novels, and I am not quite caught up with where the the, the series ended, 
but I'm close. So yeah, that's uh, one of the Portal anime isekai. That's a game. Main character Shiro gets uh, pulled into his MMO. Yep. And uh, it's about him uh, getting there and essentially just trying to figure out how to exist in there. And then eventually figure out a way back. Yeah. That was another one that I liked because it started out all the characters that you get introduced to seem very one-dimensional. Like, they're, this person has this role. This person has this role. You know, this guy likes panties. Right. You know, that whole, that whole deal. And then the further you get into it, the more these characters get fleshed out, the more you realize that they're, they're people. You know, it starts, it, it actually starts that with the two kids. And the fact that they're in the, uh, the whole Pied Piper deal. Right. Yeah. And they, the, they that, get, the Hamlin And they get rescued. Group, right. And they get rescued. That, I felt like that really started to flesh out the two kid characters. And honestly, the story is, is kind of told from their perspective a lot of the time. It's either them or Akatsuki. Yeah. That, that you're getting a lot of the story through. Shiro's an interesting character, but... Even when you're, even when you're, the story is reading from his perspective, it's like the, it's like his plans are secrets from him. So you still don't know what's going to happen, and you still know what he's going to do, even if he's the one that's talking. Yeah, and you're inside his his head, and you still don't know what the plan is. And there's definitely a lot of good twists in that. He's, yeah, he's got a lot of great. Oh, things are getting funky, dude. Great if, laid plans. If you read the like, one of the things I like about reading the light novels, especially after you've watched the anime, is that you get the depth of the story, all that character building. Um, I'd love to give specific examples, but there's just too many for me to pull right off the top of my head. I think the the number one thing that I can think of is oh what's her name the uh the sorceress who shows up who's like his rival yeah i can't think of her name i can't remember her name right now other country yeah she's she's from the other country spoilers here a little bit but basically there's several different countries in this region they haven't mastered uh the use of the fairy rings which is teleportation which is that's their that's their teleportation system and so they have to get everywhere by foot or by a mount and very few of them have like flying mounts and things like that so the cool thing about this is that they can start to um, actually apply their knowledge of the world that they came from to the rules of this world where they're actually inventing new things. Where the first thing that happens is that they figure out how to cook. Yep. And so by cooking, they actually give food flavor. That's the, that's the first problem that they have to deal with is the fact that everyone is eating all this game-created food where you just go to a menu and you say, I want prime rib. And, it, and you have the components, and it just makes prime rib for you, and you eat it, but it tastes like just soggy crackers. Right. And so everyone's going nuts, and they're all depressed because they can't get anything good to eat. Every, and no one's looking forward to mealtimes. And you never understand how important mealtimes are until you're stuck just eating gruel every day. Right. It's like that scene from The Matrix where all of them are eating. It's like, it's like tasty wheat. Right. <laughs> but it's the same crap every day. <laughs> yeah. This section has been redacted for the protection of our listeners. That's some crazy stuff. And then that, um, the elf, is he an elf? Whoever, the wise... The sage? The sage. Yeah, he's, with the world world, the world, world magic. Yeah, he's noticing that stuff. Things, things are changing. But to get back on track of what we were saying earlier, the, the other nation has a guild that has taken over everything. There's all these different guilds right. in the main area that you're, that you're in most of the time, which the name of the town is escaping me at the moment. But, yeah. you know, Log Horizon is one of those guilds. It's Shiro's guild. It's a smaller guild, but they're specialized. Right. They're awesome. They're all super cool. 
but over on the other side, they've got a guild that is basically snatching up guilds and assimilating them. They're like the Borg. Right, it's taking like everybody. something tree or something like that. I can't remember, yeah, but it, it's uh, so. But they're using the fact that they're able to then uh, completely monopolize all of the uh, all of the resources for one purpose. I think the main problem there is that, for one, the one who rules over the guild rules. I say this with quotations. Who is the arch nemesis of uh, of Shiro? Is damaged goods. She is seriously crazy. Yes. The people of the earth characters, the strong people of the earth, use her. They use all of her insecurities and everything. She's still the one in charge, and she could totally murk them if she, if she wanted to. Like, they're powerful, but she's way more powerful. But the problem with them is that a lot of them are warmongers. So, evil? Yeah. It's evil in our eyes because the story's being told from the perspective of the other side. We haven't even been introduced to these characters until late in the show. True. And so, of course, our sympathies are going to be with the characters that we know. But in the book, it also leads you in the direction that Shiro's plans are mercilessly enacted. And he it's not that he doesn't care, but he's willing to sacrifice others for, for what he needs to gain. Or what everyone needs to gain, in a lot of cases, in order to make the world a better place. Right. Yeah, they do some massive undertakings in that show for sure yeah so am i excited about season three you bet your ass so and then that's a pretty lighthearted show for the most part it's not like dark it has its moments it has its moments but it's general overtone is happy or upbeat the thing is it spells out the fact that getting hurt doesn't really hurt you like, it's uncomfortable, but it's not pain. It, like in Sword Art, when they talk about when they got hit when they were just in the nerve gear, they have the pain inhibitors on, so you don't really feel right as much. It wasn't about pain. There was not really a, a big fear of pain. It was the fear of death. Because you died in real life. In Log Horizon, death wasn't permanent. You just lost a piece of yourself, essentially. Yeah. And that's what they said in Log Horizon, too, is basically death was uncomfortable. Right. On the darker spectrum... Of the Portal anime, we have Overlord. It's got an interesting premise. The main character is one of those where he stayed logged in when the game was going to be shutting down. It was a it was a nostalgia thing, and then all of a sudden he was inside of his character's body. Yep, and he couldn't log out. That that was the fun thing. So he's still him, but the interesting thing is that he's inside his character's body. So the fun part for me is like whenever he starts to experience extreme emotions. The game shuts it the down. The game shuts it down because he is an undead. He has right. no emotions. Yep. So if he starts to feel fear or excitement or right. exhilaration, right. It's shut down. it shuts it down. If he starts to get nervous, it shuts, shuts it, it down. down. <laughs> now, granted, the difference between this and other shows is that your protagonist starts out at a certain point and has to get stronger. Uh-huh. He starts out. <laughs> He's just God mode. He's God mode. <laughs> He is just God mode, and he knows it. It's just him and all of the NPCs that they created. That they literally created to guard their temple. So they are literally demigods. Yeah, essentially. If he's a god, they're demigods. Yeah. So I, that's just a good introduction to it. Basically, you have a guy who's just a normal dude who really understands the game very well. He's a smart guy, but he's also a bit of an otaku shut-in kind of character, but his character changes. It evolves. He starts to become his character the right. more the more the series goes. So with that being said, 
we'll just go ahead and talk about one episode. <laughs> and it's the one episode that was, for me, the turning point where I went, this series is dark and brooding and fucked up and genius. I bet I can guess what episode it is. You know what episode it is. <laughs> it is the most ridiculously farfetched Nugan I've ever seen on an anime. Other than watching something that's that was made to be ridiculous and fucked up. Right. You know, it's it's a bunch of guys, thieves, mercenaries, who decide, or they get hired. They get hired. They, they get, get hired. Yeah, they get, get intel and get from another country that they're going to go raid this temple. Temple. It's a, a tomb. Pretty much. Nazareth. It's the yeah. it's it's the tomb that that our main character. I I want to call him Amunga, but that's the name of his uh, alter ego. His alter ego. So right. what's what's his name? I can't to save my life because. They it's, don't really call him by that. It's just master or lord. The normal people call him Mamunga when he's in that. Mode. So we'll we'll just call him. We'll just Ainz. call him Mamunga. Eins. That's yeah. so much easier. Okay. So Lord Eins. They they know that it's the it's a it's the house or it's housing in the undead. They don't know how deep it is, how bad it is, but they're all there. They're like, okay, we're gonna get our share of the treasure. It's gonna be awesome. They introduce you to these guys. They're all made very clear personality wise. There are some that you hate. There are some that you love. There are some that you, you don't really care about, but you understand their characters' like motivations. They, they talk about their families. They talk about why this is a good job for them and they're going to come away with riches that's going to help like support their family and feed their children. And then they go in. <laughs> and when I tell you that the level of overkill is beyond imagination, it is an understatement. There's only one character that you hate. There's only one character you hate. And he gets smashed by a fucking gerbil. <laughs> I love him, Taro, or whatever his name is. That's that's the part where you get to go, you get to enjoy that. It's like, yeah, he gets smashed to death by the weakest character in this place. And he's pretty awesome at that point. He's, right. you know, he's, he's definitely Master, bust up. Master, I've been training. <laughs> I've been training, I'm better. But then all the other characters are so unfortunate. I don't want to get into too many specifics. I will go into one particular scene, which is where I went. This show is genius. The ones, the group of people who you're closest to, the ones that are really well fleshed out, they managed to get into basically this giant coliseum floor of the of the temple. That looks like it's outside. That looks like it's outdoors, yeah. Eins is there, accepting their challenge. They're like, I'll fight you. I'll fight you on your own uh, on your own terms. Right. Said you want to fight me with weapons? I'll I'll drop all of my magical gear. He un he unloads all of his magical gear, all of his armor, and he's just got a sword and a shield and a shield. Yeah. So he's a, he's in a warrior garb. This dude's a, this dude's a wizard. He's a wizard. <laughs> and so they're and they're trying to read him. They're like, well, we've heard that that this guy's like a wizard and he's got crazy magic. It's like and there's one girl who can actually see magical auras. And she's like, I'm not reading much yeah, off no, of him. No, this guy's no magic power. Yeah, he's, he's basically got nothing going on. And then Ainz is like, oh, you can read magic auras? How rude of me. And he's wearing a ring. He takes the ring off, and as it doesn't show anything. She just pukes. Like, she's still trying to read his aura. He takes the ring off, and she immediately throws up. <laughs> and just gets up and goes... It's so much power. He's overpowered. He's so much far. He's further above us. He is a monster. We have to get out of here. She goes into panic mode. She needs to run away. I was like, this show is perfect. 
And that was a great precursor to what happens later on in that season. You know, I'm not going to go too far into it. I haven't said too much about characters, but I'm sorry. That episode will sort of be ruined for you, but it's such a good episode. You're going to enjoy it even if you know yeah, what happens. Yeah, it's got a lot of points that are good. It is, and I'm not going to get the particulars of, like, which characters after that actually survive and which ones don't, you know? We won't go too far into it, but I just wanted to let you know, if you watch Overlord, let it build, watch everything, but that episode, that episode is awesome. <laughs> that episode will sell you on the rest of the series. That's why we're so excited about the next season, which has not been dated yet. I think they actually made an initial announcement that they might release it in April. We're getting a little bit close to right. April now for them to actually say, yeah, it's coming out in April. Uh, they're waiting on the next book to come out before they re before they release the anime, which to me says the anime is done. They just need to have a date when it's going to come out. The book is supposed to come out in April, so I think we might get a summer release. Right, which is still fine with me. That's fine. That'll give me that'll give me something to watch before I watch Log Horizon. So um, now I want to talk about one that we're going to disagree on. Okay. Because I really like it. I understand its faults, but you said earlier that you have some specific faults about it. Now, I know what you're talking about. It's not that I didn't like it, but I will tell you the problems I have with it. So. That show is The Rising of the Shield Hero. Okay, here we go. Which is basically a video game one. It doesn't flesh it out as being a video game one, but it technically is. Because uh, when they first get there, they have status bars and um Yeah, in, it's, it's, in, it's very much a video game setup. But they just don't harp on it being a video game. Well, it's, it's because they basically reveal it as a world, and they don't talk about it like it's a video game world. Right. You know, this is not a game that people are playing. He gets... Basically pulled in by a magic book. A magic book, right. And when he goes there, it's like a video game. The 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 setup is very <coughs> RPG like. You know, you got your you got your four heroes. Right. And everyone for some reason hates the shield hero. That I think was the brilliant part of the of the anime. That they everyone hates the shield hero and no one tells you why. And I think it's it's kinda like racism. At some point, it just there's no reason, there's no rhyme or reason for it. It just becomes ingrained in the society that the shield hero was well, the suck. So my theory, my theory on it, uh, thinking back on it and rewatching it with Kristen recently, was his connection to the demi humans. Exactly. Yeah. So that I get what you're saying there, because he was avidly pro demi human, and the kingdom he ends up in is actively anti-demi-human well the last shield hero didn't he start uh, like a, the demi-human nation no he just was like or did he liberate it he was just like welcomed by, like they all loved him. yeah the demi-humans love the shield hero right and i think that drives the king of that country of nail i was about to say nail to me welcome to my D, &D game yeah, D, D plug but uh i can't remember the name of the uh mel remarker it might but that's their so last that's, name that's pretty but, that's pretty uh, close but we'll, we'll go with the kingdom of mel remark yeah so the king hates demi humans and hates the shield hero and it makes a terrible time for the shield hero and then you have <laughs> which is the daughter of the king who is terrible a terrible human being just Oh my God, you you hate her so much. Yes, she's horrible. That is where I can go. This series was great. It opened up so well because the Shield Hero, the guy, is a really good guy. Right. And he gets that burned out of him. Yeah, he and, gets on yeah immediately. And that that's the deal. Like he tries really hard to stay a nice guy, and it they they just <laughs> him so hard that it it just gets burned out of him. And then like, he's he like, becomes all this, right, I'll be the villain. Yeah. 
And it wasn't it wasn't like you said like it's he was more, actually going to become a villain. It's like he was anti-hero. Just, yeah, right. he's just going to be for himself. Right. And that was the problem. The other three heroes were super into themselves, and were going to shun him just because he was a shield hero because they all thought the shield sucked. Whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> Did they say it was a game? They. They allude, like I said, they allude to it because when the when they all four first get together, uh-huh. they harp on uh, Natsumi for not ever playing a game. Okay, so it was just this is the way it works in games, right? They were like, they didn't say it was a game uh, that they were because they all think like, oh, this world is like such and such game. No, this world is like such and such game. Yeah, but whatever it is, apparently the shield sucks. I'm gonna tell you right now, it don't. It don't. <laughs> the shield is op as Farfetch Nugan. Just how you use it. Which is how he got good is because he figured out how to utilize. Yeah, it, I th- I'm interested in seeing where it's going to go from here to see how he goes beyond basically the cheat codes because that's what he's been using at this Essentially, point. Essentially, rage. It, yeah, yeah, the the rage, rage shield. shield. It's, it's not, not good, good for anybody. You got to learn to use better shields, better shield combinations. Is what I think is going to happen. Well, later. it's not even that. It's just a lot of it's still level locked, so they'll probably have a little time skip in between seasons. Mm-hmm. And he'll have a higher level, and it will just have all those shields unlocked that we haven't seen yet. That's a possibility. I feel like I, the way this series has progressed so far, I feel like it's going to stay pretty true to the timeline. I don't think we'll get a lot of skip. Oh, no, I'm talking about like a minor time skip. Yeah. Or something. Where he's just, I'm where going he's to go taking, level. Where he's taking the time to go to the hourglass, pay for their class upgrades. Oh, will, it, will they finally let him now? Well, he doesn't go to other countries. That was one of the points, too. It's like, okay, it's time to level up and get more powerful. No. No. Farfy Nugent. On you. Shun. Shun, 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 shun. Even the Pope wants to kill you. So, tell me why or what you dislike about it. The beginning was really good. It was about when things started to turn around in his favor. And right before Home Chick got outed and she got right. renamed. Whoopsie. Right. Slut. The king got renamed. Slut. Slut and they, he changed her real name and her adventurer name. Oh, great. And then the king became King Tr- Trash. Trash, yeah. I felt like the whole thing was childish. Because we had this whole deal where they were really trying to kill each other. She was after them. And she was going to kill them, even though they, she wasn't supposed to. She was trying to figure out a way to kill them. Murder them. And then when they actually catch them, this is all that happens. Well, I think that happens because Natsumi knew not retaliating the way he wanted to would benefit him more in the long run. Yeah, well, I just went, the, the thing for me was, I think it, it was funny, but I think the better course of action in my mind would have been if he'd just shown them mercy. The idea that he would have to punish them, you could have done something else other than just rename them. And well, it just it just felt really adolescent. I, I get that, I get that. And it's not a complaint that I have, but he did show them mercy. That is a form of mercy. He did. they would have been. This section has been redacted for the protection of our listeners. I just felt like the punishment was stupid. I agree that it was the name part was dumb. Sure. So what else, though? What, what, that's really that's it, really, dude. I mean, like, that's go, pretty go. good, guys. So I've got um, one more show that I want to touch on. Okay. Um, which we both really enjoy. That time I was reincarnated as a slob. <laughs> Another one that we're getting another season of uh, towards the end of this year. So excited. So good. What did they, did they say? November. I think we. I think he told me it was around October still. Yeah. Like they were both coming out at the same time. It, they're they're definitely. It's a fall release for right. sure. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now this one's more. That one's more of a fan service heavy show. True. But I really enjoy the uh, the philosophy of it. How you know the the character is OP, but 
in a really weird way. Yeah, he, he slowly makes himself OP. He definitely doesn't start out OP. Yeah, well, he's a slime. He's a slime. But he realizes the strengths of his character. Right. Or the strengths of his body. Right. And makes himself strong. He does weird things, like give people names. Right. And makes them much more powerful. It gives them more... Uh, Ability. They yeah. evolve, essentially. Yeah, it gives them more potential. Yeah, it, it's a very well-built show. It's, it's really good at world-building. There's a lot that's been going on. Uh, and they've been adding more and more and more stuff going on in the the whole world. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts out with just him and his little forest, and now we've got a whole nation that he's made, and then what's going on in the rest of the nations, and then like how much heat has he drawn from the other demon lords that exist? Now he's made peace with two of them, but there's still like two more in that one little group that he hasn't encountered plus the main one that's introduced very early on through uh, the chick with the mask because I can't think of her name right now and then what really excites me and this is probably spoiler territory is Noir at the end of the first season because there's some kind of connection there that's scary yeah well I mean he's already got super scary people on his team let's be real well uh What's her face? Uh, <laughs> uh, Milam? Milam. Yeah. Milam. Milam. Yeah. Super scary. Yeah. Not physically looking scary, just power level scary. That's one of the things I love about the show, too. Is like, man, we'll, we'll go into slight spoiler territory. So there's this thing called the Leviathan. Everyone's scared of it. Like, it's super powered, and it's coming straight for Rimuru's town. And right. He's, he is dead set on protecting all these people. And this section has been redacted for the protection of our listeners. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested how they flesh out Noir. Yeah, well, that's where we got to go from here. Like, Leviathan obviously was an OP thing, but I think, if anything, Milam gives us a, a view into these devils. Right. And what the the eventual challenge is going to be for Rimuru. Because Rimuru's in the, headed in the direction to become one. Right. So will he join their group? Or will he defy their group and make enemies i mean obviously i think any joining any political group which is what they technically are they're like rulers of their respective domains right like joining any group you're gonna have a side that is against you and a side that's with you i honestly think they'll be split at some point yeah that's what i think so too i think you'll have milam and the beast guy because i can't think of his name right now yeah he just made peace with not necessarily friendship more like a ceasefire yeah I think it'll end up those two and then the other two. Well, that's what's cool about Rimuru is his character is all about bringing people together. Right. But, uh, yeah, so I, I do want to mention, we're not going to talk about it since we're coming up here at the end. I just want to mention this show because it's super enjoyable and I feel like everybody needs to watch it. And the show's called The Cautious Hero. The hero is totally overpowered but overly cautious. <laughs> Super long title, but it is hilarious. The show is hilarious. It, it's, it's, um, I will put it up there in like the veteran tier of shows. Yeah. But only because you've have to have seen a lot of different shows to, to appreciate its like simple complexity. Yeah. I think this is going to be kind of a weird aside on, uh, mm-hmm. on anime. I think that you have to graduate to a certain level where you can just look past fan service. Right. Like, I know there are some people or some guys out there who watch the fan service anime because they like fan service, and that's fine. 
it's not that I dislike fan service particularly, but it's one of those things where I can just watch the show and I know it's there, but I don't see it as much. It's like, it's one of those things, like I can sit down now and not be uncomfortable watching that show with my wife. Right. You know, I, I, I don't even feel foolish anymore. I'm just like, it's just what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you've gotten to the point to where you watch it for the story. Yeah. And the fan service is just a side note. A good example of this, I watched High School of the Dead, which is the most fan service show I've ever seen. Haven't watched the XD yet. That's been yet. incorrect. It's the one I've seen. I haven't watched the XD yet. It's on my. It's on the list. Incorrect. I'm going to watch that, and I'm not going to watch it with my wife and son around. No. Because I'll take you to heart. It's like, there apparently is some very uncensored. It's not even, It's not fan service at that point, dude. We're, we're, we're hinging on softcore hentai it's very close but it's so good yeah so we're, we're on we're skating the we're skating the edge our toes are just hanging off the yeah. ledge it's a good show though i'll check it out and you know see what's up no i mean you can watch the censored version both are available i'm not a- <laughs> i'm just saying if you needed wanted shane to watch it there's the censored option but literally all it is is little bat wings with dxd over <laughs> the area so you're not really because what the, dude, yeah, you're not getting much censorship, but it's censored. Yeah, I to all my knowledge, I still don't understand why they censored High School of the Dead. I do to a certain extent. That's because they wanted to be able to distribute it widely, right? And it worked. But you know, I picked up. I, I like the show so much. I picked up the manga, and there's nudity in the manga. There's right. only it's only like one or two scenes though, like that you would expect more than that given the circumstances. But it's just like Neon Genesis. There's tons of nudity in that manga too. Right. If you didn't know that. I didn't, but I yeah, I'm not surprised. There's tons of nudity in the manga. Not any in the show, you know. I don't know what you consider no nudity. It's one of those things. It's the American thing. It's like, do you see pubes or, or dark meat? <laughs> you don't see any of the dark flesh? It's not nudity then. Not nudity. It's like, I can see the whole... I can't see a nipple. Right. Nope, not, nudity. not nudity. You can do that legally on a beach. I said, yeah, but you go stare, aren't you? Right. <laughs> You'll get excited. <laughs> Watch that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get trolled if I say anything else, man. It's going to be like, let's play catch. Come on, run, bitch. Run. (laughs) (laughs) Chariots of fire in your pants. All right, man. I feel like we've broken down some really excellent uh, Isekai anime. For those of you who haven't noticed at this point, this show's running a bit long. We got we got some constructive criticism, and we're taking it to heart. We tried to keep it focused. So on today's episode was Let It Get Bad, the Isekai edition. Isekai where, edition. Where we talked about Portal anime, which honestly is one of my favorite genres, genres of sure. anime. I think that makes up probably 60% of what I watch right now. I got a whole bunch of other stuff in my watch list that's like depressing anime. That, <laughs> that's the stuff that, that, that you don't particularly like if I get into it. It's I like, I don't know. Have you watched uh, Puella Magi Medical Magic? I've heard of it. I, I've heard it's, 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 I've heard it's good. Connor told me it was good. But I know I haven't watched it. Yeah, it is really good. Super dark. And they keep releasing new things for it now. Like they've just released another recap or I don't know if it's a, a sequel series that I have to, I have to watch on Crunchyroll. And they've got movies on Netflix right. that I haven't there, watched a lot. yet. You know, I love that show, but and these things have been out on Netflix for a long time. I have not watched them because the show messed with me, and I don't know what to expect out of the movies. And I, it's one of those things. It's like if you really like a movie, like The Matrix, 
and then a sequel comes out and you're afraid. Yep. Sometimes it's right to be afraid. Fear is good. Yeah. Like like when you're watching a sequel to The Matrix. At the end of that movie, I was just going, I mean, I'm not confused, but I'm kind of wondering why I'm here, which is making me wonder now. I'm like, am I going to go see this fourth Matrix movie? Of course you are. I don't know if I'll see it in the theaters. You will. John Wick comes out on the same day. I know. <laughs> you're going to pull a double I'll be there, feature. I'll be, I'll be there for John Wick and end up in The Matrix. Huh? How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> Portal anime. Real life edition. It's just like, seriously, when did I get in this seat? How did I get in this theater? What's going on here? Why am I eating tasty wheat? Let it get bad. Yeah. <laughs>